stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. It's Homer in the Hall of Famer, and this is special. Joined now by Rick Gosselin, and you should know him as he's been in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I think, for almost 20 years. Oddly, he's now known as that special teams guy who has his report. Uh, Rick, good afternoon. I used to be the draft guy. I'm the special teams guy. I know, did, and I was going to say, <laughs> did you ever think this would happen? Uh Internally, I know it because I've been doing these rankings since 1985, uh, and every special teams coach in the league knows me, and most of them text me a day after the team is eliminated and ask me when the rankings are coming out. So, yeah, I, I, knew, I knew they were quite popular internally. Uh, publicly, I wasn't, wasn't quite as sure. So I can start with my special teams questions. First, are special teams as important now as they used to be? Has there been Ask an the evolution? Ask the Packers. Well, you can't be historically bad and <laughs> pathetic and be last. But, for example, I, no. I think punters are irrelevant unless they get punts blocked. I think I can find 100 punters today in which the difference will be a couple yards and any concern or drafting of punters is idiotic unless you're afraid a guy gets them blocked. And then, then he's but, worthless. You agree with that theory well, or am I but, wrong? But that's, but that's the punter is not – the reason the punt got blocked it's the protection okay. that got the punt blocked correct so if you got if, if you're putting if you're putting lesser players on the field on the most important downs in the game when the biggest chunks of the yardage are being exchanged then that's that's shame on you all right uh, well i covered i covered the chiefs back in the well in the in the 70s and the 80s and my last year was 1989 which was marty schottenheimer's first year mm-hmm. Marty was a strong believer in special teams. He required every starter except the quarterback to be on at least one special team. So he was making a point to his team and his players, special teams are important. If if my Pro Bowl defensive backs, Albert Lewis and Kevin Ross and Deron Cherry, are, are playing special teams, that tells you how important special teams are to me. So I think the most important thing for sp- is commitment. Is this team committed to, to being to performing on special teams? Is there a commitment in practice time? Is there a commitment in personnel? Are you dra- are you suiting up five wide receivers on game day and one backup linebacker? You want to have your wide receivers running down, making tackles, guys that don't make tackles, or are you going to add a couple extra defense players who make tackles for a living and put them on your coverage teams? Your coverage teams can't be just your backup offensive guys. A lot of these offensive coaches want to have extra receivers and extra, you know, skilled people uh, on game day. But a lot of them may not catch a pass, may not play, but they're there in case I need them. Well, you're shorting your special teams, and that's that's been the issue. Is have the Packers made a commitment to special teams, both personnel and practice time? I don't know. I'm not up there. But you tell me. The team's been so bad for so long, there's got to be a reason. Uh, I was going to ask you if your stats say that. Uh, No, it's clear. It's clear not only that way, but I think in terms of the people that you hire. But my question is, would and I don't know how many coaches do it the same way now, could Marty Schottenheimer 
take over special teams today, and would he do it the same way, and should it be done the same way? You seem to be yeah, saying yes. It's a third of the game. Okay. Look at Bill Belichick. Two years ago, he had four guys that had been special teams aces on his roster, and they all suited up. The Justin Bethels and the Matthew Slaters and the, the Bolgans, they, he had four guys that were there specifically to make their special teams great, and they finished first that year. If you make a commitment to players and go get guys that, that are not only able and willing to play special teams, it's going to make a difference. But both Bill Bates and Steve Tasker were special teams aces, and both retired the same year. But Bates was the first. They created a Pro Bowl spot for special teams because of Bates. And Tasker, of course, took it to the next level with all those special teams. But their job was to be the ace of the kicking game. And I asked both of them the year they retired, what's the hardest thing about being a special teams ace? And he said, convincing a new group of players every year that what we do is important. Because by and large, it's the draft picks, the guys, the younger guys that come in and make the roster. They're the guys that are the bulk of your special teamers. And, and they, should, they should understand they're not there just waiting for their turn to become a starter. They have to invest in the kicking game and earn the right to become a starter on, on offense or defense. But you earn that right. A young player earns that right by what he does on special teams. And a lot of guys come in and they discover too late, I, I should have tried harder on special teams. Talking with NFL Hall of Famer Rick Gosselin, he's the special teams guy. Well, now you have me motivated because I don't have an answer to those questions. All I have are your stats, and they're last. Neither do the Packers. Well, do the Packers. well, no, but do I check how many starters? Or what are the questions that you ask to get an answer to the questions that you just gave? Now, I assume the answer for the Packers has been no because they've been bad for so long. There, That would seem to speak to a belief going with the general managers is that but I don't I don't know the answers of how many starters the head coach LaFleur said for once he you know gonna put in some starters well I don't think he gives a hoot about special teams and hasn't based on his well then that's then that's been the issue so what do I ask the coaches how do I get the information that you have just told me is so important we'll just go back on tape and get the numbers of the guys who are on the kickoff team the guys on the punt cover team how many starters see who they are and see who they are all right when, when, when the Cowboys are winning Super Bowls, Darren Woodson was, was a, a Hall of Fame caliber safety. He was on the kickoff coverage team all the years they were winning Super Bowls. He was a, he was a pro bowl safety, a Hall of Fame caliber safety, and he was running down covering kicks. That, that's a commitment. Jimmy Johnson had a commitment to special teams. Bill Belichick had a commitment to special teams. Bill Cowher had a commitment to special teams. Bill Cowher started as a special teams coach. In fact, but I find out who was missing. Who was missing on that uh, that last field goal? Find out who was missing on that one. Yeah, I mean that that that's pathetic. I mean you can't, right? Yeah, I mean, that, you can't. You can't. <laughs> Hold your breath at your special teams don't lose the game for you. I might fire that coach. How could he be so stupid as to go into a playoff game with such lack of confidence in his special teams? That that's telling me what you just he, said, right? He, he had he had. He had 18 weeks, right. 17 games to lose that confidence in that team, and, and they, they, they lost that confidence. They were terrible this year. You know that. Yep. They've been terrible for decades. I mean, they've they finished last three times in the last six years, and, and that's with different head coaches and different uh, coordinators. It, it's a, it's a, whatever it is, it's a philosophical thing in Green Bay. They're not getting it done. Yeah. Now, let me say this. Okay. By hiring Rich Passaccia, yes. that'll change. 
Rich Passaccia wouldn't come here, and the, and the, the good ones, the, the guys, the Dave Taubes and the, and the Rich Passaccias and the Darren Rizzies, the really good special teams coaches, they won't come unless there's going to be a commitment. Mm-hmm. They have made a commitment to Rich Passaccia that they're going to get this thing fixed. And, but, and Rich has been, he, he's one of the one of the better special teams coaches in the league. But, but he hasn't and been if, the if last has, 10 years. He hasn't the last, all his great years were earlier on. The last, I don't know, he hasn't even been temp, the top. His average, his, average, his average finish in his career is 14th. That's still in the top half. Well, but all that matters to me is you answered the most important question. He's committed to it, and he will not take the job unless he's committed to it. Right. Unless right. the I team mean, is committed. Go on, hire Dave Top. Dave Taub is, 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 has got the best record of anybody. Kansas City, Andy Reid went out and got him. They, they win games on special teams. You know, they'll put Tyreek Hill back there and let him return kicks. A lot of teams won't let their star players return kicks. They'll, they'll let Tyreek Hill return kicks because he's a game-breaker. It's, it's all about the commitment. It's a commitment to the roster. It's a commitment to the practice time, and it's a commitment to the okay. special teams coach. All I thought if was, they've got that, then they'll get it fixed. All I thought with Bisacci is in his special teams the last four years, 11th, 16th, 25th, and 19th. Average finish, 14th in his career. Okay. Sometimes it takes a little longer to okay. turn the thing around. No, you, you've answered the question. That Don't look at uh, yeah. just those numbers. Get an answer right. to the question <laughs> of the commitment. Of the team, and you mentioned these offensive guys. Lafleur is one of those. Was that just a general thought, or do you sense and see that coming with less special teams focus because of the players they want on the day on the game roster? Well, I'll give you an example here. Mike McCarthy, you know him well. Yes, he's down here in Dallas now. He'll go for it. He's gone for it on fourth and one from his own thirty-nine. Defensive coaches don't do that. The Bill Belichick's, the Dungies, the, the Cowers, um, the John Harbaugh's, by and large, are going to punt it and, and take that 45-yard exchange and average. They're not going to put their defense in bad position. Offensive guys have such confidence in their offense. They think, well, we're going to make this. We're not going to have to worry about it. Well, when they don't make it, then you put your defense in a bad situation. Most defensive-minded head coaches will punt the ball away and take that 45-yard swap and field, as opposed to running the risk of missing or fumbling and giving it the opposition a short field. Offensive guys have an overinflated belief in, in what they can do on offense, and they think it's fourth and one from round 10, I can go for it and get it. Defensive guys, by and large, are going to punt the ball away. Rick Gosselin, special teams expert. You get more also from him, Hall of Fame Network. You go to SI.com, Hall of Fame Network. More on special teams with the NFL Hall of Famer since 2004, Rick Gosselin, next. It's Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN. So after my conversation with you, Rick Gosselin, who's been in the NFL Hall of Fame since 2004, if my team hired an offensive guy as the head coach, one of my first questions would be, how focused are you on special teams? How important are they? Knowing just what you told me about the general aspect of, because they're all hiring offensive guys, right? That's the way it's going in the NFL. Exactly. And so, that's, that would be my question. What is your commitment? Everybody would tell you special teams are a third of the game. But they don't believe it, but they say it. It sounds good. But then when it comes down to uh, roster uh, commitments and practice commitments, special teams aren't getting a third of the roster, and they aren't getting a third of um, uh, the, the practice time. I, I, I won't give any, but I, there's one special teams coach who, who had a very good run. He had a couple, couple firsts, and, and he was a top five. And the next year, his teams were terrible. 
And head coach, coach went to him and said, what, what's going on? What happened? He said, we let my four of my five special teams aces go. <laughs> i got to reload every year. I said, what, what about continuity? Continuity goes a long way in special teams. Having a tasker and having a base there for 10, 15 years and having some of these aces, Matthew Slater in New England, it's important to the Patriots. They know that. And Matthew Slater will get, a, get that point across, as will Belichick. But if you got a bunch of backups that are there, uh, I want to be a starter. I want to catch passes. I want to do this. I want to rush the passer and just kiss off their, their the fourth down commitments when the ball's kicked. You got a problem. Well, you got I'm, a problem. You got to convince these guys that this what they're doing is important. Well, I, and my answer is it took this incredible disaster. I thought that was one of the worst special teams game I've ever seen. I've never seen a field goal block like that where the guy could have blocked it with his chest. I'll um, give you one worse. All right, nineteen eighty six. Kansas City Chiefs, they're 9-7. and seven. They're going to Pittsburgh. They need to win the game to make the playoffs for the first time in, in 15 years. They're playing with a backup quarterback, Todd Blackledge. That day they gained, they had six first downs and 98 yards of total offense. They won the game 24-21. They returned a kickoff for a touchdown. They returned a blocked punt for a touchdown. They returned a blocked field goal for a touchdown, and they had a field goal. Okay. 24 points on special teams. That's with no offense. They won the game and I, went to the playoffs. I concede, but I'm telling you how I'm going to remember that game. After the blocked punt, I thought, hey, game tied. Four minutes left. We got Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Go down and get a field goal, and there's no way Jimmy G can do anything. Punt. Right. He gets two passes. The next game against the Rams, that exactly thing, same thing occurs. The Rams get the field goal, and Jimmy G falls apart. I, right. I can't forget the two-time MVP, and Jimmy G's against a defense that has dominated him the entire game, and he still makes the play. Am I being too tough on Aaron Rodgers, or should I remember just the special teams about that game? Even Aaron Rodgers is not going to win every game. Okay. I think there was such a, an emotional letdown in that building, both in the stands, on the sideline, in the huddle, after that that block, that block punt. And I think that impacted the Packers going forward. And if you make a commitment to special teams and you don't have those plays, you don't have that emotional letdown in games. Damn. You know, Rodgers, is, Rodgers has won a Super Bowl. You know he's got that. He's he's been the MVP. You can't you can't ask him to win every single game. It would have been nice if he, could, he took him down the field, but he didn't. And if they didn't block the punt, he wouldn't have had to. So, Damn, I'm gonna have to change. Now, I, I would I would I wouldn't put that one on Rodgers as much as I put it on the special teams. Damn, I'm gonna have to change my opinion. Talking with uh, Hall of Famer Rick Goslin. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe the Dallas Cowboys will ever win a Super Bowl as long as uh, Jerry Jones is still in charge because he has no interest in winning. He's, he's, got, he's in the club. He's got the rings. It's all about making money or whatever his interest is. It's all about the quarterback. It's all about the quarterback. Oh. Is, is Dak Prescott, uh, is he an $180 million quarterback? He's would, not Aaron Rodgers. Correct. He's not Drew Brees. He's not Tom Brady. You know, you're, if, if you have the quarterback, you can win Super Bowls. You can win championships. That's why there's so many Hall of Fame quarterbacks uh, that have that are weren't Super Bowl ranks, the Brady's, the Montanas, the Aikmans, people like that. Now, we, it, it, can can you win a Super Bowl with Dak? I think if the supporting cast around him is good enough, but with that contract, it's going to be tough to, to to put a supporting cast around him that can win, because other players are going to have to take less because of what Dak's making. 
The, the question is, is he a $180 million quarterback? I don't think so. And that's that's the issue. He's not he's not Russell Wilson. You know, he's not clearly Brady. You know, he's not that guy. He's not the accurate passer that those guys are. So I don't know. I, I you know, the Buccaneers won one with uh, Brad Johnson and the, and the Ravens won one with Trent Dilfer. If you put a good enough defense, a good enough running game, good enough line, good enough caster on them, you can win a Super Bowl with Dak. But I don't think Dak is going to put the team on his shoulders like a Brady can and, and take him to victory. Then that would mean that given that kind of money is still worth it to Aaron Rodgers if he wants to stay in Green Bay. Sure. Yeah. If you feel you can win with that team, I mean, there's a reason Tom Brady went to Tampa. That team was Super Bowl ready. All the pieces were in place on defense, a wide receiver, and then they came and took an offensive lineman with the first pick before they got him. That's what Tom Brady, he wanted to go somewhere warm where he had a chance to win. And I guarantee you, if Rodgers leads, it's going to be to a place he thinks has a chance to win. He's not going to go to somewhere where he's going to have to rebuild. Brady knew he wasn't going to have to rebuild in Tampa. I would say I, those I teams are Denver thing, and San Francisco. I wouldn't rule out Pittsburgh. Really? You think they're? Well, I'm just talking okay. about a team that's quarterback away. I mean, they went to the playoffs last year with, with four different quarterbacks. Okay. I mean, they've got the defense. They've got the weapons. And if, they, if the Rodgers went there, they'd, they'd probably draft another offensive lineman to help them out there. But I, I still think his best situation is in Green Bay. Talking with Rick Gosselin. The, 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 the other issue with Rodgers, you go to the AFC, all of a sudden you're competing for pro, for pro Bowl spots with Patrick Holmes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. He stays in the NFC. He's, um, you know, he's still Aaron Rodgers. I have no idea what he's going to do. So if you do, then please let us know. No clue. No clue. Oh, come on. You're Rick Gosselin. You've been in the Hall of Fame for 20 years. Um, all right. I'm also in Dallas for the last 30 yeah, but it's, this is a this is a feeling about observing him and other players you've observed, and I mean you've been following NFL Hall of Fame quarterbacks for a long time. Um, again, also with the Hall of Fame Network with Clark Judge, I thanked him, and I want to thank you because whether it's true or not, I'm going to believe that both of you had an impact in Leroy Butler and Jerry Kramer getting into the Hall of Fame. So long overdue, both of them. Why did it take so long? What? Does that just happen? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm the guy that pitched uh, that, that made the pitch for Jerry Kramer. Jerry got in, uh, and, and Leroy Butler, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. He was the only first team all decade player not in. I I, I thought he was going in this year. I, it was going to be a clean up year, and, and Butler was an issue that needed to be cleaned up. You can't have one all first team all decade guy sitting out there when everybody else is in. So it it, it was long overdue. Kramer, I can't. I wasn't on the committee in the in the seventies and eighties when he was initially up, but I was on the senior committee that brought him out, and that was I thought that was the, the I thought he was the biggest omission to be picked as the best as the greatest guard in the first fifty years of the game's history, and then not get a bus in Canton. That was wrong. That was wrong, and and that was he was a guy I was very strong on when I got on the senior committee back in two thousand four. All right, lastly, who's going to win the Super Bowl? I do want to tell you this. Dick Vermeil said that Joe Burrow is the most accurate quarterback coming out of college ever, and that he's a surefire Hall of Famer. And he didn't say it just now. He said it back when he came out. And I went, whoa, I, I think Dick Vermeil knows what he's talking about with quarterback. So, As a Detroit native, I'm pulling for Matthew Stafford and the Rams. 
Rick Gosselin, yes, he's the special teams guy. I got some work to do now because of him. Uh, in the NFL Hall of Fame since 2004, part of the Hall of Fame network. Go to sisportsillustrated.com. Homer and the Hall of Famer. Not sure what's next.